And the winner is... Arctic Monkeys! That subscriber content, eh? That subscriber content, it just won't go away. It might hibernate from time to time and sink back into the swamp. I think the cyclical nature of the universe in which it exists demands it adheres to some of its rules. But it's always waiting there, just around the corner, ready to make its way into your ears and smash through the gated payment system. Sounding better than ever. And there's nothing you can do about it. Benefits such as getting ad-free episodes a week early with pre- and post-show chat relating to the monkeys, last Shadow Puppets episodes, bonus podcasts, watch-alongs, plus helping us improve our sound with better equipment and services. Yeah, this podcast seems like it's fading away sometimes, but with subscribers, it will never die. Thank you very much for listening. We do truly appreciate it. Don't take that the wrong way. Uh, yeah, we'll invoice you for the subscription if we need to. We're Arctic Monkeys, this is Don't Believe the Art. That rock and roll, eh? Ladies! That sound means it's the end of the game. Time for the bonus question. Cheers, dude. That man just yawned. What do you call it, though? Don't Believe the Art. Hello and welcome to Don't Believe the Hype, your weekly show taking a look back at the discography of Sheffield's finest, Arctic Monkeys. You know how it works by now, every week we focus on a track from the band's back catalogue and now we're dangerously close to wrapping up the favourite worst nightmare era. Don't even know why I'm close to going, I don't even know why I'm corpsing, but I am. <laughs> I, dropped, I dropped my vape like literally as we got started and I was like going out to get it's it. I, I giggled. Time. Because I giggled at the fact that you were keeping the speech going and then picking it up, even though you could have as many yeah. takes as you want because we're not live. But, you know, I found it amusing and then it made you laugh, I think. Good. But anyway, hello, everyone. Anyway, <laughs> just a few more, few more B-sides to go with uh, me, Nick Lee, and he got thrown in the riot van and all the coppers kicked him in. Well, I bloody well hope they didn't. We've only got a few weeks left. Can't they postpone the trial or something? It's Dan Hall. Hello, Dan. I've tried and I've tried to postpone that trial, Nick. Nah, it's always better when you're off air and out of the public eye when you have these trials. Ask most celebrities. Um, but yeah, I, I'm good. It's it's we're, yeah, we're, we're recording this. I'm a bit giddy because I'm a bit giddy because I've got it's a Friday night that we're recording this, which is not always when we do it. And because it's it, we're doing two, as we said last week, uh, Bad Woman and then later the Death Ramp. So you'll have these in your feeds at the same time. And we're close to the end, and these two are kind of like interesting to talk about, but there's very little to talk about, and I'm kind of like giddy about how this is going to go. <laughs> and it's Friday night, and all that's culminated in a kind of mad fever inside me, I think. <laughs> fever when you touch me. You got to go suit shopping in the morning. You're going buying a suit wedding. on the morning of the wedding. <laughs> I'm, not going to the wedding. I'm, I'm, going to, I'm just going to the night, dude. Just need yeah, like I know. You keep saying that. Yeah, when yeah, I say yeah. the wedding, I mean the night. I know you're just going to the night, dude. It's still the wedding. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's specifically not. It's definitely not. A it is. People go, oh, I'm going to. If someone goes, I'm going to a wedding in a couple of weeks, I don't go, do you mean specifically the day, do you? Or are you going to the night? I do. Like, That's the first <laughs> well, question I ask people. Hey, you intolerable cunt. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's me, that's me. Uh, it's Friday night. Uh, let's not get into all that again. Got a bad woman for this Friday night, haven't we? As, as I have many <laughs> Friday. Well, <laughs> that's the, <laughs> the maddest thing someone said all series. <laughs> <laughs> shall we have a listen to Bad Woman, shall we? 
Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I've never, you know, why we always because that was a, a DVD extra, hence why you had to get it. It's got for the video watchers, it's got subtitles because it was obscure and it was a DVD extra. And I, I just thought it's never occurred to me before. I thought for first thought was, I wonder what the crowd thought about that if, if you weren't like entr- entrenched in the B sides and stuff about that. They probably didn't know who Richard Holly was, unfortunately. Um, like what's going on, but because it'd be a bit of a weird thing to happen in the middle of like a pretty like like pumping gig wouldn't it just to come out and do this kind of cover with this old bloke for like an 18 year old band um i like it i'm not having to go i'm just saying the casual reader may have thought that but um yeah. but but then i thought oh, then, then it reminded me that we could have gone and we didn't and if we'd have been there and richard holly had come out under bad woman it would have been bloody fantastic i wonder at what point in the set it was known. um to, to know whether they placed it well i believe oh well that's okay i guess you can do what you want in the encore can't you it's when magic happens you know, I, I thought we'd get to the end of this series, series two, in case, you, in case the readers are wondering. I thought we'd get to the end of this series without being reminded that we didn't make it to the live at the Apollo gig, but it's going to come up again. Well, we've got to remember next, next week. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. I'm well aware of that. For the last fact, time. I will directly reference it a couple of times in this podcast, Nicholas. Um, just, but yeah, I, 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 um, but yeah I'm, I'm, yeah, it's sad, isn't it? But then we never have to think about it again. Apart from every night before I fall asleep, but you know, <sighs> you can't do much about that. Can I? Add it to the list, mate. Add it to the list. <laughs> Shall we uh, do the information action ratio? The information action ratio. Ain't that the place to go? Bad Woman is two minutes and 19 seconds long, and it has just 3.9 million streams on Spotify. Significant drop from the highs of Too Much to Ask last week, um, for obvious reasons, really. It was released on the 3rd of December 2007, so just before Live at the Apollo, actually, was was a point there to raise as with them playing it. Um, as part... I was, I was, Yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Oh, was that 2008, actually, Live at the Apollo? I always get confused from when the DVD came out and when the gig was. I think it was 2007. So I think it, was, yeah, it came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. So, oh, I know because I'm about to say it in a minute. But yeah, it came out just a few days before they played it there. So that's pretty good. 
Although Bad Woman and the Death Ramps were credited as being created by Arctic Monkeys alias the Death Ramps, who feature the artist Richard Hawley. So I should say on that, when you say it's an Arctic Monkeys release, to some people it's a contentious point because it could technically be a Death Ramps release, um, which will come up again this evening, let's just say, and we can debate that there. Um, I don't know. I, I did some information on Richard Hawley. I know it's more your guy, so you might want to chip in, but I'll just read out a little brief on him for people who don't know. Richard Willis Hawley. What are you talking about, Willis? Born 17th of January 1967. Is an English singer, younger than my dad, is an English singer, songwriter, guitarist, and producer after his first but after his first band, Treebound Story, formed while he was still at school. Awful band name that broke up. Holly found school band. Holly found success as a member of Britpop band Long Pigs in the 1990s. After that group broke up in 2000, he joined the band Pulp, led by his friend Jarvis Cocker, for a short time. Now I got a confession to make here because as someone that does, I, I like Pulp, but I don't know the details of their career in the depths. I thought he'd always been in Pulp. I just assumed because I knew he was in Pulp that he'd been in Pulp since the beginning. I didn't know he joined in the early 2000s and then left. So he, he wasn't even on like the big album albums well i thought it joined before that i thought i thought it was like with them for like disco 2000 and stuff at the very least but clearly well not. well well because this isn't monkeys related the depths of my research were wikipedia so take that with a pinch of salt <laughs> i'll go to the end of the earth without monkeys research but i ain't going 10 pages in for holly um <laughs> led, by, <laughs> led by his uh, no, no. as a solo musician holly has released eight studio albums He's been nominated for a Mercury Prize twice, as we know. Someone called Richard, someone called 999. Richard Hawley's been robbed. He didn't win. And yeah. once for a Brit Award, just one, which is a silent diamond of how shite the Brit Awards are. He has collaborated with Lisa Marie Presley, Shakespeare's sister, Atty Monkeys, obviously, Manic Street Preachers, Elbow, Duane Eddy, and Paul Weller. Just the one Brit Award nomination, though, eh? It is, 100... <laughs> <laughs> Cunts. It is 131 beats per minute and is in... The key of D. Wrong key, though. Other key tracks in D are Do You Remember at the start of this series when Nick thought he was going to have a hot girl summer complete with moves like Jagger by Maroon 5? Well, it turned out it was more Show Me the Meaning of Being Lonely by the Backstreet Boys than Winona's Big Brown Beaver by Primus. Ah, well, probably for the best, as most of his conquests are usually left comfortably numb in the Pink Floyd. If you recall, in the last, the two last shows, I roast us both. So there you go. Um, more, more on that. The song has been played live once by the band on December 17th, 2007 at the Carling Apollo Manchester, a.k.a. Live at the Apollo, a.k.a. the one you just saw. And yes, Nick, few, only one more week until I can stop having to remind myself that I completely fucked up my life by not going to that gig. The original version of this song was sang by Pat Farrell and the Believers in 1968 released on 7-inch vinyl by Diamond Records, along with single All My Love. There is very little information on Pat Farrell, originally called Patrick Sycophus, which is, uh, I assume, why the credit for the song goes to Patrick Sycophus. Uh, and there's little information on the Believers, too, so I imagine they're fairly unknown, to be quite honest, because this track was quite hard to track down. Well, it's on YouTube, but like you have to specifically type certain things in to get it up, and they're not on Spotify, I don't think. From what I saw, or anywhere else. So, yeah, but unknown, unknown song, but we'll maybe have a little chat on on that but should we listen to the original Hello, <laughs> 
Just a coral that. Yeah, it's um it. well it's not if obviously it was way before. But yeah, yeah, the um, co- the coral, yeah. Coral, yeah. Um yeah, it's it's a cool tune that. It's just it's like one of those I get first with the equivalent of like a one hit wonder, except it wasn't really a hit either, I think. But um just just a song. <laughs> but yeah, I uh no, I really like it. I can see why they covered it, but maybe let's chat about um I don't know, we could chat about it now, I could chat about it in a bit. Um maybe as we go through the music we'll chat about it, about how they maybe came across that song and stuff. But um should we do some reviews of the song? There are no reviews of this song because hey. we don't even have an artist. It doesn't even get included on the enemy song list because they've excluded it on account of it being a cover, which differs from our rules of including it in this because it was on an actual official physical release. Physical release, yes, as is our want. Enemy have changed that. More on that in a bit, actually. Um, but, yeah, and there was the first of all, I saw a Reddit post where someone said they liked it. And if you think I'm going to read that out, you're sorely mistaken. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's that, really, which I can say. Um, the review but, section, I enjoyed that. Well, not much. The review section is our review of it, because it'll be the only review that exists of it. So, technically, so we've got heavy yeah. on our shoulders, the crown weighs here, because we're the only ones to cover it. So, mm, if in I the future like someone's, some, someone's Googling in, in 20 years going, I need a review of that Artie Monkeys cover, it's blowing my mind. What do other people think about it? There's not a cover anywhere. Reddit post, fuck off. Wait. A niche podcast discussing the band in detail. Yes, please. Podcast, anyway. I remember them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm, can I still download that format on, 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 on <laughs> Mars? Can <laughs> um, I just get beamed into my head like I do normally? <laughs> so, Nick, this song, you like it? Because you're a big Holy fan, aren't you? So. I am a big Holy fan, yeah, but I'd, I'll be honest, I wouldn't choose this to out of the whole world of Holy stuff. This would be way down my list to listen to. And it'd also be way down my list of monkey stuff to listen to as well nothing you know against what? it but it just doesn't grab me like like other stuff does i like it um i suppose um and i need to do a, i need to make holly one of my projects like once i've done this beatles one that you're creating for me and stuff holly needs to go on my list of doing this because it's not that many albums is there so i could bash them out and see but because mm. i've never i haven't gone into much detail on his back catalogue of his solo stuff and i should really because i reckon i'd quite like it um, he's very elbow like in, in that there's like elements of like the car and tranquility there. That's that sort of you, you've uh, sold me, <laughs> um, but yeah, you sold me already. But yeah, um, I think one of the things that always starts me about it, and maybe one of the reasons why I like it, <laughs> is that it's, it's very Tarantino film esque. It's sound, I think I can imagine Tarantino using this as a scene for John Travolta to inject himself with not crazy Scientology theories, but heroin. And um, I think <laughs> I could just imagine, yeah, that being used in there. But it also reminds me, do you remember when I always say to you, there's a band that were out, <laughs> this mysterious band from the thousand that have plagued my whole life. If, by the way, we've got an audience here. I should just put it out there. There's a band from 2007 to 2009 in the UK, and they had like this, all of their music sounded like from like, like a film score and a Tarantino film, like every song. And they were kind of known for it. They had loads of members. And every song was like this westerny 
Tarantino-esque um, film score sound. And I heard them once when I was driving back from work of an evening listening to like, it would have been, who's the... Who, he did like new band sessions on Radio One at the John, time. John Kennedy. John Kennedy. Oh, uh, yeah, Ma- or Ra- Steve Lamarck. Steve Lamarck. Yeah, Lamarck or Kennedy, one of one of the boys. And I've just always like wanted to know who they are, and I can never remember the name of them. I had their album as a as a download, and it would have been on my old. Maybe forget my old classic iPod working again, but um, they were on there, and and I loved this album they made, and then they just kind of vanished into obscurity. And nobody, and even you, if you don't know, like you were my last hope because you're like a fucking music historian of that era as well, especially. So I thought you would did know. the did he have a female singer? I think they did, but it was the bloke that did a lot of the singing as well. But there was there was definitely a female involved as well, and he did. They both spoke, I think, on the finger listen to. But um, ah. God, Do you know what? I mean, it could be someone really famous, and I wouldn't know because I just have no member. I would know. I would if it was someone well known. I'd remember the name of the, the act. But yeah, they came. Really annoying me as well. Every, every time I'd forgotten, and now you've reminded me of it. Hear it again, but but also part of me worries that like because t- I'd hear it, and I'd go, oh, actually, that was really shit because <laughs> i was like 17 18 I'd, maybe, maybe it should something should stay you know as a mm. in the past but but i don't know maybe not or I'd listen to it and go wow why did this not be bigger but maybe one day i'll find out but if anybody recognizes those clues and we do have one listener who's a subscriber that seems to know his stuff about music so maybe he could you know you are so maybe he could um know that as well but if anybody else recognizes that kind of what I'm saying, please, even if you think you might not be 100% right, please send me a link or something. <laughs> yeah, one way or the other. Yeah, just find me in the night and shoot me in the back of the head. Either way, it'll <laughs> solve the problem. Um, no, no, I d- in this song, though, um, I do love the, the bass. The bass is superb. And it's the same, obviously, in the original track when you listen to it, but I think Mr. O'Malley makes it even better, I'd say. Deeper. And, you know, that might be, you know, modern technology and having better things that you disposable than in 1968 in 2007 but yeah i don't know i just really like that um the bass sound is is much deeper and much more but um atmos- atmospheric <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, do, I do like the overall vibe of the drums. They're doing that kind of constant kind of build-up, that that kind of thing, aren't they? And I actually they're think... Stone from, Roses with the drums, I thought. Yes, they are, yeah. Like, um, um, I want to be... No, um, dim, dim, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> hey, Dan, do you like listening to popular songs with questionable lyrics? You know I bloody do. And Nick, do you like drinking copious amounts of alcohol? Nah, do I ever. Actually a worry. Well, if you're the same as us, then come listen to weekly podcast Liquor and Lyrics where we take apart popular music's worst songwriting whilst drinking our favourite drinks, which kind of stay in theme with the song. From gin and tonic to grease lightning. Cosmopolitans with Chaz and Dave. Blue Lagoons with Busted. Sex on the Beach with Sex on Fire. Shirley Temples with Shaggy. And even a Shandy with Sharon. Drop it on Tuesday the 19th of September and every Tuesday after on your favourite podcast platform. But yeah, good cover to choose for them, I thought, because there's plenty of like elements within this song that reflects the band and actually reflects what's coming in, in the band because um, it's interesting because I always felt like how... Do you remember like... 
you remember how who the fuck writing monkeys was the last sort of one if you discount leave before in the middle who the fuck writing monkeys was the last song that bridged the gap between that and favorite worst mm. nightmare and we felt there was a lot of elements lyrically as well that that bridged that gap for us and i always think this ep the teddy picker ep does that as well it leads into the humbug sound quite nicely um this death ramps in the nettles sort of it's oh, like yeah, yeah. again bridging that gap so it's interesting that they chose this cover because i think it has a very interesting vibe to it from before and after so like because it has plenty of jamie cook special clean guitar moments in this song from like fairy worst nightmare for him to do um but like musically in this one it's just it just sounds like a humble b-side to the, to me this song like if this was put out you know um as a humble b-side i wouldn't have batted an eyelid really on it and it, maybe that shows us what they were listening to now at this time which then perhaps informed the next record and helped them to choose like maybe that was the the thing a bit helped yeah yeah it's but, a shame but, we've got to go an album without Hawley now as well We've just welcomed him, welcomed him into the fold on this we're, album. We're placing him with Hom, E, Hom, Hommy, whatever he was. Yeah, yes. um, good trade, good trade, good trade, good trade. Yeah, um, because this one is a little, that song is a little bit Nick Cave, Red Right Hand, isn't it? Actually, it is. Very so, it's, so yeah. you could put you could put the two covers side by side, I think, and and see the similarities. Mm. Yeah, I wonder how they came across it there. That was what I was curious about, like. I think the two things I can think of are Hawley himself mm. or that vinyl. Do you remember they said in each city they have a vinyl placed in the hotel room? Maybe in LA, this one was placed in, not in the hotel room, in the dressing room. Maybe they have a different, they have like a single placed from that city whenever they go in. That's on their rider, is to have like a song from that oh. city that's an obscure song. That's from how that I city choose a rider. Yeah, that's that's great, I think that's a lot of thing by doing that. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, so they always ask for like an obscure song to be put in there from that city. So maybe, but I think probably more likely, Harley himself said, I think you'd like this one, Al, one evening perhaps. And that's how he ended up singing on it. Um, or another one of Alex's dads from the mixtape in the car, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps because there is a world. I'm saying it was probably Harley. Because I'm thinking that's he's done it and that's why he's singing on it, but it could be reversed that when they listen to the original and that guy's got the deep voice, Alex was like, I'm not sure if I could sing this at this point. Oh. So, so, so <laughs> irony. And he, so they said, he said, Oh, Hall, Richard or oh, Hawley Halls, Dickie Halls, oh, he's got sure. the deep voice that he's got the deep voice required for this. Let's get him in for a track. So, yeah, multitude. You think there'd be some stories out there really of how it came to be, but that's what I was hoping for when I plugged into that but there wasn't um if you do know any from back in the day that's maybe stuck in your mind from an old enemy or something then let us know um there's a bit before the chorus where a distorted guitar strums yeah. and that felt very monkeys even though it's in the original song i checked it is still in the original song it just reminded me of the bit in temptation you know when the yes. rap goes back into the chorus and it's like does that the build back into it with the guitar? Weird. It sounds it's very similar but distorted. And so maybe again like perfect cover selection, which is yeah. a skill they've always had, I'd say, to, to pick songs yes. that they can turn into their own. Because they don't really change this one much, but it just works. Like um, I suppose when we've heard them change, they don't tend to change songs a lot that are already in the same genre or they're thereabouts. But when they're 
tasked with doing like a hip hop tune or something, they do make it sound like a monkey's tune. Yeah, yeah. Um, really cool chorus, bit western, bit shadows. I thought shadows. It yes, absolutely. Bit TLS, bit TLS P. In fact, you could say as well. Yeah, I know. Which was a yeah. coming. <laughs> My granddad always says that he was the original drummer for the Shadows. Not true. Not true. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that that came up on the, um, <laughs> the the instrumentals episode, didn't it? Don't know what he's talking about. Honestly, mental. <laughs> he also could have played for United. So say what you will. From he's a fantasist. The man's a fantasist. But you love him. Um, I do. Probably still I do. play for United now. To be fair. <laughs> yeah, they missed the a trick. Probably. I do love Helder's little drum fill here as well. Because um, that does sound like a little um, typical Helder's flourish, but I went and checked because I kept going, is this? But no, it was yeah, in there so, as well, that little... Dum, yeah. dum, dum, dum. Yeah, Very so. faithful cover. Again, very faithful cover, but but it sounds like the monkeys. It doesn't sound like yeah. anyone else, so it's very, very strange that. I guess, I guess that's just when you hear a song and it connects with it, I don't know. Um, to the point at which, I mean, it's been a weird few weeks, hasn't it, of us, like, texting back and forth, like, it's definitely a cover, isn't it? Because there's such a lack of information on the original. We, we, we kind of second-guessed ourselves and we're like, maybe maybe it's not a cover after all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a weird few weeks. Yeah, because, the, well, there was something I saw that said it. it um, yeah, we fought it, and then, I, and then we couldn't find anything first, could we? And then we just managed to find someone saying it is a cover, so it was yeah. funny, but, but um, yeah. It's a weird one because it's such an unknown song to cover that you. I, mean, I don't even know if people listening to this right now might actually think that it's their song and, and B side and be going right now, going, "Oh right, it's a cover." Like, which is quite possible to be honest. If you didn't know, like, I think if I came into them post us being around when it came out, I probably wouldn't know it was a cover because there's no, no. Um, other than maybe going, "Who's Patrick Sickerfuss?" But if you put Patrick Sickerfuss into Google, you don't get the guy. So, <laughs> um. Yeah, crazy, crazy, so obscure. But yeah, um, bit bit of a moody distortion in the background as well, a bit psychedelic. I don't think that is in the original, actually. I think that might be a little flourish of theirs on there. You could even say, could even say with that guitar there, that you can hear the Miles guitar influence again, as we said last week. Like that. Know, what was that term you said, Mersey beat? Like Miles, Coral, everything like that. Um, yeah. I think so, yeah. You can hear a little bit of his influence in there as well. Could be Miles that showed them this song because he's got a good, like, um, musical... I think um, he'd be into, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is, yeah. It could be him. He could have heard it because he... Because um, you said it sounded like the choral, so that could be, for all we know, in the um, stalwarts of the Liverpool Mersey Beat scene in the 2000s, this track was being handed around like a pawn mag in a prison... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, a Paul Mag in Miles's bathroom. <laughs> yeah, very same. Um, but yeah, I would imagine. So yeah, but perhaps it did come from old Miles Kane himself. Because it does sound Miles like Kane. a lot of stuff he'd like. Miles Kane. It does um it does the thing I love here, which I love it in any song where the guitar in the in matches the, the singing. It does it in the outro, so it <laughs> It's like, 
I just love it when songs do that. I don't I'm know big, why. Yeah, yeah. That could be a spin-off podcast, that could. Just so- songs that do that. <laughs> maybe not a podcast, maybe at the very best a, a pre-show chat. <laughs> a whole That's podcast series. <laughs> a whole podcast called uh, What would you call if you've it? Heard us, if you've heard us going on about subscriber stuff, then get in the episode description and find the subscriber stuff in uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Patreon. Check and you'll hear the trailer and get extra stuff. And you'll hear the trailer embedded in this, I imagine. But we have launched a new podcast as well called Liquor and Lyrics. So if you like us and you like our humor, and if you're just putting up with listening to this to us because you want to hear about monkey stuff, fair enough. Don't come and listen. But if you do get our humor and like I want us, you anyway. um, come listen to that. Yeah. Um, and it's less, uh, it's a bit of a, um, it's a bit of a more tighter job in it because this is our passion, isn't it? This is our passion project. So we go into this, but that's very much a sort of comedy podcasts where we're quite yeah, strict with the timing and the titans got to keep time, the rhythm yeah. yeah keep the rhythm going whereas yeah that's like a jazz song this is more like a, a jazz song <laughs> works for both there doesn't it <laughs> you can go in from you can go tight genuinely thought you were fully losing it then <laughs> it works it works um well uh yeah the, um but yeah pro- proper psychedelic anthem guitar at the end i'd say with the way it goes out but um i think they stick I, th- I think I think they stick to the song more on this than they do in a lot of other covers, as we've said. But they definitely put their imprint on it in some ways, you know, like because it does feel like them. But then when we're saying like, "Oh, that bit sounds like something elders would do," or that bit does that, we, 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 would we have said that at this point? Because we're informed with the whole catalogue now, so we're we're at this point when we heard this, where we going, "Oh, that that drum bit sounds like classic Helders." Like it sounds like I don't know, you know, because although that bit with the drums where it goes like in there sounds like a bit in maybe another song of theirs from the first album, maybe. Don't know, it might be vampires or something, but but um, it might be a B side. It might be Chun Li or something. Actually, it might be weird. Listen, like or he just like he goes off on a drum bit on his own, something like that. Sounds a bit like that. But but yeah, maybe we're also informed by what's to come, particularly in the next era when we're saying it sounds like monkeys and that. So we're almost doing it in the wrong like way around because at the time this might have been influencing Humbug and what was to come. But now yes. we're going. Oh, it sounds like that. But you know, what came first, the chicken or the bad woman? Which is what you ask yourself every night before you go to sleep, I imagine. Yeah. I don't call myself a chicken anymore. It's not good for my (laughs) self-worth. I I thought you called yourself the bad woman. Um, Only on Wednesday nights. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Modernising it. Uh, I think they have modernised it as well, the song. But but that's, you know. Although when you hear the original, it doesn't sound dated. It very much sounds sounds modern and Tarantino-esque and all that. But this version obviously has the benefit of being recorded in much better um, equipment and technology. Um, Hawley's performance, gravelly, deep, sexy, yet mysterious. That's just, that's them's his specialties. He hasn't taken the batteries out of his mysticism, I'd say. I'd, I'd say not. I'd say not. Can have a lyrical arm? I'm starting to think that's my most used line. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's not I use it at least once a day to you. Don't it. Yeah, but the, the audience aren't privy to our private messages. Unless they want to be. No, but probably been be a... several times you've used that on here and then asked for lyrical arm, but you can fucking if, have one. If you, 
if you it worked anyway it worked i only use it when it works it works because hall is okay. mysterious but yeah i'd if you want us one of the subscriber benefits to become our private whatsapp chats being released to you and you'd be willing to pay for that we'll do it you might not like what you read <laughs> warning now <laughs> but <laughs> not for the faint-hearted i would say but yeah no. um more for the police than the faint-hearted i'd imagine but yeah um so Move into the lyrics pretty briefly. Alex didn't write them, so disclosure, we're not going to go into any detail because we're here to analyse the man himself's lyrics. But all I'll say is, I'll do a quick read. When you left the house this evening, you said you'd be back in a little while, but I've been waiting for such a long time and this waiting is driving me wild. And while I wait, I think about you. Do you need me and I'm not there? Are you planning to be without me? Do you have a new affair? You're a bad woman, bad woman. Pictures of you keep flashing through my mind. If you would only call. As I was reading it like this, it kind of sounds like it could be like a sort of 90s pop tune, couldn't it? Like by a female artist. <laughs> yeah. Pictures of you keep flashing through my mind. If you Was would that? only I call. If attention. you would be so kind. Imagine other things. Enough. I'll see another man. <laughs> yeah, if you would only call. If you would be so kind. Imagine things. I see another man. And it's this waiting I just can't stand. Um, you're a bad bad woman um i think it's about it's like kind of about paranoia right sort of um, yeah, yeah oh paranoia but then paranoia being true yeah paranoia in a, a, sh a shining <laughs> relationship on the fritz if you will mm -hmm, yeah you, you're gonna give yourself a lyric no. alarm <laughs> no. you hate that lyric no. alarm um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> destroyed by the thing i created you're the abusive stepfather police report says uh paranoia or not paranoia and yeah i think it's i think it could either be paranoia about it and then it turns out she's a bad woman or it's all paranoia and he thinks she's about it's about that kind of I mean, convincing himself that it's paranoia but yeah it's clearly about you know someone's out and wondering what she up to while she's out because she's a bit of a naughty gal naughty Nancy Gal. So he was he had some issues, didn't he? Patty. Patty Sick, as they called him in the sixties. Um <laughs> Patty Sick and the Believers. Believers. Yeah. They think they used to <laughs> they think they used to call their fan know. base the sycophants. If they didn't, then I don't want to be involved. All four of them. <laughs> <laughs> that became the fans in 2007 when the song was discovered by Arctic Monkeys like, in a dusty yeah. lineup in his dad's attic in a dusty box. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, shall we? Um, well, should we do our favourite musical moment, Nick? Because I ain't got, unless you got something else to say on the lyrics, because I ain't. Even if Alex did write them, there wouldn't really be much to say. If he did, there wouldn't be much there, would there? But he never would. There'd be better than that if he did. So It's a phony. They do work for the song, though. I do like them. Yes. I do like the lyrics, by the way. I think it's a cool song. That's a, that's a fun, it's fun, more fun, of a. It's, it's the same way I, I like songs that are in Tarantino films. That it's like viscerally exciting. There's a specific yeah. song that obviously we're, we're talking about. I assume when we say it, which is the one in Pulp Fiction when he injects heroin. It's the song. It sounds like yeah. It escapes me who that's by, but um. I can't remember. Can you? Yeah, because oh, I thought yeah. you would. Sorry, you know me, know that kind of stuff. So I just sort of leaned on you. But uh, false. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I had I nothing, said... nothing for you there, I'm afraid. Lean on you when I'm down. Then um, the intro bass and the bass right. throughout just cool as fuck. And shout out to held his little drum for though. The yeah, I like that. Yeah. Nice little yeah. Yeah, bass all the way for me. Yeah, just get to show there's 
hip hop influenced drums, man. 1968, that same sort of little hip hop interlude there and there. Well, a lot of hip hop when it became like more of a, obviously it goes way back. I'm not saying it became a thing then, but 90s hip hop samples a lot of old kind of tunes and the drum beats and stuff like that, don't they? So that's why perhaps it sounds familiar. Um, you can do a favorite lyric. Would it not be one of Alex's or, or I'll just oh, give a yeah. shout out. Okay. Well, shout out to the, oh, I, oh you'd have to play the jingle. Oh, I'll just give a shout out. I've been waiting. For, I've been waiting for such a long time and this waiting is driving me wild. And while I wait, I think about you. Do you need me? And I'm not there. I think that's the closest to a lyric that could actually be one of Alex's there. I can't like that. Yeah. yeah. Very Dion. It's very Dion, yeah. Very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little hot take. Not a hot take, so I'm just going to pose a question to you. Go on, then. She flicks a red hot revelation off the tip of her toe. Where do you think this sits, like, covers-wise in the in the and let's depends whether we stick to release because what released covers have we had not many and really I is and there we've got this, this. and then we've got um, the the line Stephen Fretwell one that's about yeah. it isn't it really so oh I want to be Hello. yours one of yours and baby I'm yours as well and baby I'm and, yours so and uh, put your dukes up John okay yeah so that's six so where, <laughs> where do you think in that six you don't have to order them all but where would you put this because I think I'd have number. Well, I don't know where I'd have number one yet. But if if, I, if you were to put me on the spot right now, guns to my head, what's my favourite cover out of all of them? It would be either, and I don't want to discredit. I want to be yours because it's by the man, the legend himself. But uh, if you put a gun to my head, I'd probably say, right. "Baby, I'm yours," or "Red Right Hand." To be quite honest with you, Same. as number one. But, That's what I. Um, yeah, and I, even though I love "Want to Be Yours," but it's kind of been killed by over listening unfortunately i yeah. suppose um, yeah I'm, I'm i'm i and now it's back and we're never going to shake it would you, where would you have this then if you had them near the top would you have this near the bottom middle middle we, we can middle. agree that the worst one is put your dukes of john right which is john yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and then probably stephen fretwell and then probably this i'd say yes that's that's yeah. exactly the order i have yeah and i like the stephen fretwell one a lot. I know there's a listener that will be really upset by me putting it near the bottom because he obviously loves it because he was vying for us to include it in this. But we wouldn't allow it because it's a Spotify session. We won't allow it. We're very strict on these things. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> it just, it was, uh, I just had to explain to someone that it's just all in our head, this stuff. Someone that, that questioned us thinking that Leave for Lights Come On wasn't a vinyl. Uh, sorry, a B-side. Which it wasn't, to be fair on us. But we are stricter than others with that. Like A lot of people would just go, ah, it's a B-side. But we'll go, no. Well, some structure, Dan. Yeah, otherwise... Well, when, you've been, when you've been obsessing over a band for this long in this much detail in our lives, you know, you got to have rules. We'll go to chaos. Some description, yes. Yes. Well, that just about wraps up episode 22, series two, episode 22. Who would have thought that we, well, we, we did because we worked out how many episodes it would take and we knew, we knew that by like series two, episode 22, we would not be on to like Tranquility Base because maths and that but this just about wraps up our look at bad woman do not touch the dial as if the dial was relevant at all anyway because no one has them anymore but don't touch the dial anyway because the next podcast will be coming straight into your feed straight after this and the next podcast will be what daniel um well i, I did the intro for it last week but the death romps so i'm going to do an intro for next week's because i did a joint one last week but yeah we're, we're going straight yeah, into the death romps now get on your bmx one, get on your bmx ride towards the ramp and go over it and that, that reference will be explained in the next podcast. I, I know because I've done my research, but it's excellent good anyway. for the people that hasn't, for the people that come here for their research. 
<laughs> Poor bastards. Say goodbye to the nice people and the idiots, Dan. <laughs> ah, you're all great people. Bye. I'm not so sure. You couldn't bring yourself I... to apologise then. I saw it. Uh, listen, you, if people watching on the video watch the confliction in his eyes, then where he thought, "Oh, I might apologize. I might say it. They're not idiots as well." But then he couldn't bring himself to do it, and it was like it was like watching this fight, like a great war behind his eyes, like sort of World War Two in his eyes in two seconds. It was insane. And then he couldn't do it, and he had to go. I'm not and skull cough. Unbelievable. Well, they wouldn't do it for me, would they, Dan? I Believe the Hype is hosted and produced weekly by Nick Lee and Dan Holt. Music used in the titles is royalty-free music courtesy of Les FM. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast player of choice to be notified every Wednesday when a new episode is released. And if you want to help us out further, be sure to like and review to help make us more visible to like-minded souls. We'll see you next week with more of the same.